0: This is the Anna Dare Podcast.
1: Hi there. Thank you so much for choosing to listen to my podcast. I'm thrilled. I really am. I'm like, no one's going to want to listen to me, but you do apparently. So thank you for that. Now, uh, you of course, you can catch my Triple M Gippsland breakfast show as well on 94.3 and 97.9, Monday to Friday, 6am till 9am. Uh, how are you going with lockdown? Again, I'm calling it Series 6. I changed, I was, I was calling it 6.0, but I went, no, 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 it needs a new name, Series 6. Why? I don't know. I like to name things, it makes it easier to deal with. <laughs> All right, so coming up in the podcast today, well. I am going to have a chat with the mayor of the Basque Coast, Brett Tasari. He is stoked about a new supercars event that's happening in October, something for us to look forward to. So I'll talk to him. Uh, also, Ranger Benny from Gumbaya World, the Wombats maybe might be making baby wombats. So that's exciting. TV talk, yes. What am I going to watch over lockdown this weekend? I will tell you. And I want to tell you about this crazy story a war souvenir from the Second World War that is given this person a massive fine, copped a fine for keeping a souvenir from the war. But before we do any of that, uh, how's this? We are now doing local legends on my radio show, Breakfast Radio Show, and we did it, kicked it off for the first time today, this week, and I got to speak to a local legend that was nominated by his daughter at m.com.au forward slash Gippsland, uh, and I'll tell you, a bit about why he was nominated. He is a wonderful bloke. Uh, So have a listen. This is my chat with him from earlier.
0: Triple M's local legends. Thanks to Greyhound Racing Victoria. Free venue hire for sporting and community groups.
1: Hi, Rob. It's Anna calling from Triple M, Gippsland. How are you?
0: Good, how are you?
1: I'm not too bad, thank you. (laughs) Now, I am surprising you because your daughter, Britt, has nominated you as a Triple M Gippsland local legend. Did you know that?
0: Oh, no, I didn't.
1: (laughs) Well, surprise, she has. Surprise. (laughs) Now, um, we are calling our local legends every week, To say thank you to them. And this week it's you that we're saying thank you to uh, for your 40 years of volunteer work in the firefighter services. That's incredible.
0: Thank you very much. Yes, it has been a long time.
1: It sure has. Life member of the Churchill Fire Brigade. Obviously, you've been involved in, you know, some absolutely dreadful disasters over the years, but you've saved lives.
0: Oh, there's been a couple that I've uh, pulled out and yeah,
1: but uh, it's, it's always a team effort. It's not just an individual. Oh, but... Of course. And what
0: got you started in it, Rob? Uh, we moved into Churchill, <coughs> excuse me, moved into Churchill uh, when I was about seventeen, and then yeah, it was just we had some bad fires when I was about twenty uh, around the around the area, and that was back in nineteen eighty. I just decided to go up and see the, the guys up there and it's just sort of progressed ever since.
1: Yeah, and I bet you've made some incredible friendships during that time as well with the people that, you know, the other volleys.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. You know, it doesn't matter where you go. You know, it's sort of a, it's a big family, so yeah. it's... Um, yeah, you know, whether it's local, you know, around the state or in a state or overseas, yeah, you know, where it's a family, you get to know people and, yeah, it's, it's you know, they always make you feel welcome wherever you go.
1: Yeah, well, Britt has said that you are her hero. <laughs> <Gosh>. <laughs> She's a sweetheart. Uh, well, because you're our local legend this week, Rob, uh, I've got a $50 voucher for you. So you can, um, you know go, know, go and shout yourself and maybe a couple of other volleys of beer or something.
0: Sounds like a good idea. I'll <laughs> definitely do
1: that. Uh, well, thank you so much for all the work you've put in. 40 years of volunteering. It's remarkable. And uh, congratulations. You're this week's Triple M Gippsland local legend. Oh, thank you very much. Much appreciated. What a legend, a local legend. You can nominate at triplem.com.au forward slash Gippsland. I also had a chat today, Friday, with the Mayor of the Bass Coast, Mayor Brett Tasari. He is stoked that in October the supercars are coming back to Phillip Island. So have a listen to what we had to talk about. There's a Mayor on
2: air. Triple M's Mayor
0: on air with the Mayor of the Bass Coast Shire.
1: Okay, so it is time to talk about something that we can look forward to in these, uh, you know, somewhat dark days. Mayor Brett Tasari, how are you this morning, mate? Fantastic, Anna. How are you doing? Yeah, look, we're doing our best, aren't we? That's all we can do, right?
0: Exactly right. Yes. Exactly right. We,
1: uh, we do what we've got to do. That's it. So, look, let's uh, look forward to October with the Bunnings Trade Phillip Island Super Sprint. This got announced yesterday. You must be wrapped.
0: Oh, I'm, I'm so excited, you know, and uh, especially with everything that's going on. Imagine it's now October, the sun's out, it's warm, and the roar of the, the cars and the motorbikes around Phillip Island Racetrack. It's just so exciting. I can't wait.
1: It really is. And also, at the same time, the Bass Coast Festival of Motorsports happening as well. So that'll Yeah, be... no, it's
0: going to be good. It's, yeah. it's really, it's, it's going to be community-based and, and we're going to be really encouraging everybody to get involved and, and to get out and... and and, and be part of something exciting and, and a, a festival back at Phillip Island. How exciting, I can't
1: wait. Yeah, and look, after, you know, lockdown after lockdown, I imagine the local businesses are absolutely rapt that they've got this to look forward to as well.
0: Yeah, look, they are. They, they really encouraged us to, uh, to keep working, to uh, try and get something back for the island. Mm. And, um, you know, after the announcement of the Grand Prix, for the second year going away, it was really doom and gloom here on the island. You know, it's 45 million bucks straight out of our economy. Wow. So, so to get that announcement, um, they were really upbeat and about. So they're, they're really quite excited about it.
1: Oh, good. Oh, well, look at something to something to look forward to and work towards. It's October 23 and 24. Uh, the Bunnings Trade Philip Island Super Sprint. I'm keen. I'm coming down, Brad. All right. Um,
0: let's let's talk live, and it'll be fantastic.
1: It will. Hey, thank you for uh, dropping by and uh, shedding a little bit of light on these lockdown days. And yeah, let's all look forward to summer and a bit of fun.
0: Can't wait. Let's
1: do it. So good. All right. Now, something you might not know about me: I am a massive World War II enthusiast. I watch all the docos, all the movies. Read loads about it. I'm quite fascinated by that uh, part of our history. And uh, this is why this story is just blowing my mind a little bit, okay? So an 84-year-old German man was fined £250,000 for possession of illegal weapons that included a World War II anti-aircraft cannon and a panzer tank. He's 84, this bloke. Almost uh, a good chance that we could assume he drove the tank home at the end of the war, parked it in the garage and just forgot all about it. It's... (laughs) I mean it's good that they caught him before he started driving the tank down to the chemist for his blood pressure medicine. You know how um, you know, bad old people are behind the wheel of just a, a normal car, Barina. Imagine an 84-year-old driving a tank, doing 35 in a 60 zone, leaving the indicator on, machine gunning pea plates just to teach him a lesson. So along with the $250,000 dollars fine or pound fine, uh, the court also ordered the man to sell or donate the tank and the flat cannon to a museum or a collector within two years. There's a Gumtree ad or maybe Facebook Marketplace ad that we want to see. So listen, for sale, Nazi-era Panther tank, low (laughs) kilometres, one owner, only driven in reverse from the eastern front, price negotiable, no tyre kickers. (laughs) Also handy to own an anti-aircraft cannon these days. I mean, you can guarantee nobody was flying their drones over this bloke's house. Now, apparently the man didn't uh, keep it a secret that he owned the tank because he brought it out during the winter and he'd use it as a snowplough. This is legit. Using your World War II Panther tank to help clear the roads for the local community. I mean, there's a a fine line between pillar of the community and local nutcase. (laughs) This guy... Wow. Imagine being his neighbour, hey? Crazy. Love me some World War II stories. It's the uh, nightmare gift that keeps on giving. Now uh, to something a little less insane. My catch up with Ranger Benny from Gumbaya World. I love his work. They just do such great stuff with the animals there. And at the moment, they are trying to get Thumper and Mel, the wombats, to make some baby wombats. Here's what he had to say about how that process is going. They've
2: moved in together. They're now roommates. We're hoping they're going to take it to the next level. But look, yeah. we're not we're not pushing it too much. But, yeah, we, we put them in together on, on uh, Monday morning. And, you know, Ranger Laura and Beck and I, we come up with a bit of a plan. And, um, you know, it, it can go wrong doing this sort of thing. So putting a couple of animals together, they can get... You know, quite feisty. They can injure themselves or each other, and or us if we get in the wrong spot as well. So, but no, it went really well. So we put them together, and you know, my role was kind of as the bouncer, just in case things did go wrong and I had to intervene. But yeah, luckily I didn't have to. So yeah,
1: so nothing too extreme injury wise, but there was bites and scratches and that kind of thing. The fur was flying. I tell you (laughs) what, I don't know if
2: you've ever seen a, a wombat revved up and running around. But Can't they, say you know, I have, no. <laughs> oh, they they go at it and, and they're running around the exhibit and bouncing off things and
1: they're they're sorta of known as the bulldozers
2: of the bush. They are built for just destruction. They they crash into each other and, you know, there's plenty of biting and scratching and Dumpa ended up with a little bit little bit of a gash on his ear, mm-hmm. uh, which healed up nicely, and, you know, a couple of ball patches here and there, but that's, that's what they're built for, you know. They're, 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 it was quite fascinating to see how amorous they got, so to speak.
1: <laughs> yeah, wow. Uh, okay, so what happens next then with our wombats? I mean, obviously you can't see what's going on inside the burrow. Uh, they, you know, they had their week or so outside of each other's cage to sniff each other out. Now they're in together. So I guess yeah. what's next is... Do they move into the boudoir and what you know make things well, happen, baby wombats? That,
2: that's, hopefully, we have, we have set up a second bedroom down there for you know in case they want to live separately for a while. And um, funnily enough, they've actually swapped spots. So oh. uh, Thumper's in there, moved moved into Mel's big built-in burrow, um, and you know they come and visit each other. But that's pretty much where we think it, it's all going to happen. Uh, there's another spot um, that's that's a good a good spot for it. But but Mel's very defensive of that area and. I don't know if you've ever seen or heard about how wombats defend themselves, but they're they're such amazingly designed creatures. They've got these really hard butt, pretty much, and um, yeah, they uh, they sort of use that. And as an animal puts his head into the burrow, they'll actually crush it with their back with their back end. So yeah, I've seen a bit of that going on as well. But um, yeah, look, we're, we're going to get some some GoPros and stuff like that into their burrows very shortly, and yeah, we're hoping we can actually capture the. Uh, the copulation, if we want to get right into it. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, there's, there's some fantastic footage we've seen already from our night security cameras and stuff. So, ah, yeah, all, all the exciting. right things are happening. Yeah.
1: I am so keen to meet a baby wombat at Gumbya World come, well, when would it be? Springtime? Summertime? When would they appear? But,
2: yeah, so they're they're pretty much remember right back to when pebble was uh, was coming at us, uh, and now we yeah. um it, it's pretty much the same process. So okay. uh the the joey's born as like a little jelly bean and into the pouch for about six months, and then it'll emerge after that. So but <gasps> luck, luckily enough, Mel, Mel sleeps on her back with her legs in the air, so we'll be able to see. You know, if the wombat is growing in that space and um, and the girls, Laura and Beck, and well, particularly Beck with Mel, she's been training her to um, to step up and to let her access to the pouch and all that sort of stuff. Okay. Those, those girls have been doing a magnificent job. So, well yeah. done
1: to Beck and Laura uh, and to you, Benny, too. And good on you, Mel and Thumper. Thank you. <laughs> uh, watch this space, I guess. We'll talk to you next week.
2: Absolutely. Take it easy.
1: Always, mate. In fact, I'll be taking it easy this weekend because what else are you going to do over lockdown? (laughs) Of course, nothing. TV. Let's talk TV. Okay. So I am still watching Trash. Yes. Life After Lockup. I've burned through two seasons of that on Nine Now uh, and there's one more season to go. But I'm having a bit of a break from it because there are some serious crackhead behavior in that show and I I need a rest. So I'm going to instead watch something That's funny, but sweet. And if you haven't watched the show Rosehaven before, it's on ABC iview. The fifth season has just come out and it is actually the final season. So it's Aussie. Uh said in Tassie, it's a fantastic show. I definitely recommend that. So I will be um, probably watching the final season of that over the weekend. And I'm really excited because uh, today on Stan, this new series Hacks uh, comes out and it looks really, really clever and very funny. Uh, and it's brought to, it's made by the um, people that made Broad City. And if you haven't watched Broad City yet, what are you doing? I swear you are missing out. It is hilarious. Uh, These two chicks, Abby and Alana, living in um, New York City, they get up to all sorts of mischief. It is such a loose, funny show. That's on Stan as well, Broad City, so go binge that immediately. You will not regret it. Uh, And this one, this is looking forward because it's not out for the weekend, unfortunately, but August 10, so four days from now, Taika Waititi's new show. It is a series. It's called Reservation Dogs. Uh, It's going to be on Binge. And I am so so keen for this show. It is an eight-episode series. It is using an entirely Indigenous creative team, so behind the scenes and also in front of the camera. They shot the whole season in Oklahoma, which has never been done before uh, for a scripted series. And Taika Watiti, I mean, he's so good at what he does. Is going to be a, a really, really great show. So make sure you uh, write that one down. Reservation Dogs, coming out August 10 on Binge. All right, that's my TV talk. That's my podcast. I will have another one out for you on Wednesday. Uh, hang in there in the latest lockdown. What are you going to eat? That's what I'm thinking. I'm sitting here thinking to myself, hmm, I might make a cob loaf and just eat the whole thing myself. That is disgusting, isn't it? Yeah, I'm doing it. Uh, Shop local, support local businesses, take care of each other. uh, And thank you again for listening to my podcast. Peace.